137 years ago, our forefathers left the old country. They left the elves with their evil sorceries, the dwarves, the gnomes, the orcs, the horrors of that old world. In obedience and faith, they followed the lead of their lord. They crossed the great ocean. And indeed, their obedience and their faith was rewarded with this bountiful land untouched. This land that they were able to mold into the will of our Lord. And I don't say this to remind you to be grateful for what you have. No, that's not the purpose of the sermon tonight. I say this because you should be guilty and ashamed that you're living on this land without having earned it which our forefathers did, the bravery they showed in crossing the great ocean on faith is what earned them their reward. But for us to benefit from this, that's something that's undeserved. No, I'm not encouraging you to be grateful. What I'm reminding you to do is to work. You have a duty to do the Lord's work in this realm, to mold this realm not as you see fit, but as he sees fit. So as we return to our homesteads and our farms, don't sit down with your family and, and remind them how blessed they are. Don't sit down, but stand up and get back to work. 100, 137 years ago, the, the Chosen left the old lands. They, they left the, the old continent. And based on a the leader's vision, uh, the, the leader was granted a vision from God showing him that he wanted his, his chosen people to be led across the great ocean to a new land that he was going to give to him. And sure enough, they reached these new shores where they founded this, the colony of New Shoreham. Uh, in the past nearly 150 years, New Shoreham has grown into a small city. The city is connected to several small towns. The towns have then extended into new villages. And Auspice is one of the youngest villages of this branching colony. Now, not everybody living in the New Lands is considered to be among the chosen. Some have fallen away from the faith in the intervening years. Word reached back to the old continent about uh, opportunities of untouched lands in the in the new world and some profiteers and fortune seekers have also made their way into this into this part of the world but auspice is a colony of the chosen it is it is a community of the chosen and they're living in a way that is according to the the plan of their god as they see it yada 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 Okay, we're getting into it. <clears throat> I'm done. <laughs> so, Reese, uh, it's late summer now. Uh, it's just starting to cool off, but it's still worth it's still worth getting up early in the day to avoid the the main heat of the day. And as such, you are up early. Uncle Rupert asked you to trap some furs for him. Uh, there's still enough time to to tan the hides and and be able to make a few extra coins for when the merchants come for the autumn market. Uh, since Rupert's son, your cousin, has been gone, it's been a lot. It's been a little bit more than he can handle on his own to manage the crops, and he certainly doesn't have the time or the strength or the energy to go hunting and fishing as he probably would like to. Uh, which might be why he sounds bitter when he asks you to bring back some trout when you're on your foraging expeditions. Regardless, 
Uh, it's the least that you can do to help Uncle Rupert out in any way that you can, seeing as he's putting you up with room and board. Um, and that's why you went ahead and set traps, like he asked. Uh, you set them just downstream from a pretty forest spring where you happened to cross what appeared to be a very well-used game trail that led down to the river. Uh, of course, that was three days ago. Uh, a wicked summer storm struck shortly after you set the traps, and it struck hard, dumping, dumping rain. The heavens dumped forth their generous bounty in a torrent upon the good hamlet of Auspice. For three days straight, it dumped down, turning the roads to soup and the fields into sticky mud. Outdoor work came to a complete halt as people turned to their indoor tasks. Um, I imagine for Reese, it was pretty difficult being cooped up for the last three days. What would uh, what would he have done to occupy himself? Oh yeah, Reese is having a rough time not being able to go outside because that's kind of what his what his deal is. He he likes. He likes working hard. Reese is pacing around inside the house uh, for a couple of days, trying to keep busy. What would he be doing? Maybe trying to at least stay a little bit, a little bit handy. You know, sharpening his sword, sharpening his knives, um, restringing his bow. Just kind of finding work to do to keep busy while. Everything's outside, but he definitely feels uncomfortable being cooped up inside the house. Well, as you, <clears throat> just as you're thinking about how nice it will be to get back outdoors in some, what appears to be some much finer weather now this morning, um, you're tossing the last of your gear into your pack when a flutter of movement catches your eye. Uh, it looks like it's Emma Staff, the tavern keeper's daughter. Uh, her her plain brown hair is quite properly constrained beneath her scarf, um, but even from a distance, you can you recognize her startlingly green eyes that glisten like emeralds as she walks up, smiling to you. Uh, she's dressed in her her usual garb. She's wearing a high collared black dress that goes from her chin to her toes. The hem barely avoiding brushing in the dirt roadway with each swish of her step as she approaches the farmstead. She waves cheerfully to you as she approaches. Hi, Reese. Hello, Emma. Are are you here for my uncle? Actually, I was I was here to talk to you. I had a, a I had a favor to ask. Well, you know, I have a lot a lot to do around here, but well, what is it? Well, um, with all the rains, I I thought that there would probably be some some good mushroom picking, and I know you you spend most days in the woods. Um. My mom said I couldn't go into into the forests alone, so I thought that I might maybe just accompany you a little bit and maybe be able to pick some mushrooms for 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 the for the tavern kitchen. Well, I think your mother is probably right. The forest is no place for a a young girl like yourself. Well, I know I never and I never go very far. It's just you know normally she lets me at least go to the edges to to find some king's cap mushrooms and you know things like that. But ever since Ever since old Albert said he heard some growling and howling over near his field, she's gotten all terrified. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, I figured that it'd be safe enough if I'm with you at least, right? All those, the growling is probably just some wolves looking for a, looking for a easy meal, but they're nothing to worry about. Well, I suppose, I mean, if you ask me, the only growling that goes on near Albert is the snoring he does when he's had too much to drink. <laughs> well, I guess it would be okay. I, to be honest, I could I could use a little help after the, those storms, getting getting through the 
maybe picking up and carrying back a few of my traps that have been left out there. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. So. So. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so you're heading off into the forest with Emma. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. Is Uncle Rupert around? Uh, he's sleeping or what? You no, know, he's he's not asleep. He's he's out. Uh, it looks like he's he's you know. Last time you saw him, he was he was heading out to the heading out to the the barn probably to get a hoe to do some weeding. All right, so we're yeah we're we're off. I'm ready to go. I think I was all packed and I'm I'm ready to go out to the woods now. Beautiful. Okay, so you're heading off into the forest with Emma. Uh, now the traps that you set before were right near the river that in the river basically marks the boundary of about what you know of the woods. So it should be safe enough. Um, but it is going to be a bit of a trek to get out that far. Um, you strike off straight away from uncle Rupert's farm. Uh, uncle Rupert's farm borders the forest on the West side of the village, but the traps that you set were in the, in the, in the woods North of the village. So you, Rather than, you know, going through the woods unnecessarily, I imagine you set off through the fields uh, to the north. No use stepping into the trees any sooner than necessary. Yeah. And it's um, at the Amberdeen's property where you'll actually step out of the morning sun and into the broken shadows of the forests. Uh, on a morning like this, the air beneath the trees has a cold bite to it that speaks of the autumn to come and maybe even hints at the, the whisper of winter. Emma shivers beside you as you lead her deeper into the woods. Um, now, as far as picking mushrooms go, are you going to make any effort to lead her to any like particularly good mushroom picking areas? Or are you just going to allow her to poke around on the shortest route to your traps? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just taking her along with me. Okay. Like I, we're like sticking to my, I know the path to the traps. I know the easiest and safest way to go. Like wherever she wants to pick mushrooms is, I, I don't care about that. We're, we're going to the safest path. Okay. So you stick to the most direct paths leading to your hunting ground with Emma tagging along. Um, it'll be dangerous enough going into the woods at all. So last thing you need is to detour off into the darkest, gloomiest areas of the forest where the, where the mushrooms are no doubt rich on the ground, but you know, might be accompanied by any number of, the forest's more unpleasant denizens. So it's better to play it safe and Emma can just find what she can happen to find along the forest paths. And indeed with the, with the recent days of, of rain, um, there, there is sufficient, uh, pickings for her to be able to find things with just a, a few steps off of the, off of the trails. And, and that's what she does. She just kind of zigzags across the path, you know, behind you digging up the occasional clump of mushrooms from the forest floor. Uh, the chill in the air starts to fade as the as the morning sun climbs higher in the sky and the perpetual shadows of the forest are now broken by dapples of sunlight and the trill of insects and the hammer of a woodpecker. What is... I, I, I have your character sheet here, actually. Your passive perception is 14. Okay. Um, as As you're walking through the forest, a rhythmic rattling sound joins in with the the sound of the insects and the woodpeckers and and the the branches rustling and immediately your eyes dart towards that sound and as emma is stooping to collect another mushroom that's growing in the shade of a a modest granite boulder she doesn't seem to be aware of the timber snake 
that is sunning itself in a small patch of sun on the top of the boulder. Uh, the day, the snake definitely seems to be aware of her though, as its head is reared up and its eyes are locked on the young lady. Uh, and it's rattling its rattle. Emma, stop. She said, st- what? She stands up. Don't move. Whatever you do, don't move right now. Okay. Back away slowly from that boulder. Uh, okay. She, she looks over at the boulder when you, as you, as you tell her that and, and a little heep escapes her and she maybe not as slowly as you would have hoped backs up, but she backs away from the, from the boulder and the, the snake doesn't strike her. God, Emma, you need to be careful. Look where you're looking for those mushrooms. I'm sorry. I, I, I just saw the mushrooms. Please be careful. I, this is why I don't think you should have come out here in the first place. Look, just, just stay next to me and, and let me know anytime you're going to go off the path to, to go find more mushrooms. Uh, okay, I, I'm sorry. I'll stay. I'll stay closer. And so we, I think, as long as the is the, so is the snake uh, like in the way or is it like off the path? No, it was it was off we, it was off the path. Move. It just was okay. near. Yeah, it's it's no problem for you to get so we around just it. Keep keep on cruising. Indeed, and so you do. Yeah, so you you continue on the paths and go in the go in the shortest route. It doesn't take you very very long. To reach the 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 spring that feeds the little creek that runs down to the river where you hid your traps, um, so there's a there's a small there's a hill a hill quite actually quite an abrupt hill like a like a wart growing out of the forest floor. One side of it, yeah, one one side of it is sloped. The other side is a is a cliff, kind of like a mini half dome. From the cliff side, from the face of the cliff, a a stream of water, like a, a spring, cascades down into a series of waterfalls and puddles before finally splashing into a into a murky pool. It's it's actually one of the one of the prettiest sights that you've found in the forest. A little bit at odds with the picturesque picturesque landscape, however, is a faintly unpleasant odor that seems to permeate the air around the falls. Uh, it's not an immediately identifiable smell, sort of musty, like old bones. Um, and on the far side of the pool, a uh, weeping willow is growing, its, tra- its branches trailing gently across the sur- surface of the pool. Uh, small waves radiating it out from the, radiating out from the waterfall tug on the willow's branches as they pass beneath it, so the tree looks like it's trembling. Uh, the muddy shores of the pool are bare of any tracks. Um, it's a little bit odd, really, that not a single game trail comes down to this pool. Um, Beyond the pool, the stream runs for a few more hundred yards before feeding into the river. And it's the river from which the fauna of the forest appear to prefer to drink. And it's down by the river amidst the abundant tracks and trails that you laid your traps. Oh, good. Because I was going to say, if I laid my traps where... Where there's no animals. Where animals like to go. That's going to be stupid. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so, do I... So, I know... So, I know this... I, I, have I been to this area before? This like, is, like I said, this is, this is, well, I, I don't This is on, on the way to the river. I don't want to, like, I don't want to speak for Reese, but I imagine that your own youthful curiosity kind of drives you to, I mean, yeah, you know, your forest and you don't push, you're not like streaking off into the dark unknown, but I mean, does it, well, I don't know. Is he like, is he the type of person who like, he has his boundaries and he just sticks to the woods within his boundaries. Or is he the kind of, kind of person that goes to his boundaries when he goes out and is always kind of curious about what's 
well, what's beyond this one more rise? Well, what's beyond this one more tree? A little bit. Like, like, like seeing something off in the distance, like, huh, what is that? Like, as long as it seems safe and within, like, officially within the the boundaries of the forest, like, on this <clears throat> side of the river. Right. So, the, the but, river, the river yeah. makes a pretty natural boundary. But not having, not having grown up in auspice, these, these woods in particular are not, I mean, you're not intimately familiar with as far as having, having grown up in. So the, the river, the river serves as a pretty natural boundary of just, you know, not worth the hassle of crossing the river to explore more on the other side when there's plenty of forest on, on this side of the river. But getting, getting out this far even has been, has been, you know, a a process as you explore the forests because Reese seems to be a pretty careful and thorough woodsman. So it's yeah, it's not like he's definitely so, cautious and so so this this pool uh, and the the pool and waterfall is something that maybe just even in the last couple of weeks you've you've come across as you kind of are thoroughly exploring the the woods within the boundaries that you've set yourself for where you're comfortable exploring. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So I've I've gone that by this thing a few times, and I think like it's. It's uh, interesting to me that no animals come over here and always kind of wonder walking by what what the deal is with it. Sure. Yeah. Because it's super curious. I mean, for yeah, because, you know, you know, animals and like, yeah, it it is quite curious. Regardless, uh, heading on to the traps, the shortest possible route, you lead Emma around the perimeter of the pool towards the stream. Uh, which is just a, a narrow trickle of water. One good jump or a couple of careful steps across a, a, some of the bigger rocks is all it takes to get across with your feet dry, uh, which is no problem for you, but a little bit trickier for a young lady in a dress. And as you as you uh, help, I assume you help Emma across the creek. Yeah, I help. <laughs> yeah, I, I help her sort of give her hand her, over. Her stride is just a little bit limited of, by the hem, so... Kind of give a big sigh and eye roll as she stumbles across. She she's she looks like she appreciates your 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 assistance. She makes it onto the onto the dry banks on the far side of the little stream. Um, and as you look up from helping her, your gaze is met eye to eye by a full grown mountain lion who's lying on the low branch of a tree just a few dozen yards from you. I freeze. You freeze. It- <laughs> <laughs> what does Emma do? <laughs> Emma Emma freezes as well. Uh, without breaking eye contact, the lion drops soundlessly down to the forest floor where it doesn't move any closer, but it, it seems to be continuing to carefully study you and Emma. And this is a this is not a young like this this mountain lion looks at you with all of the confidence of a veteran predator. <laughs> okay, so I, I say to Emma, Emma. Yes? For the second time today, <laughs> get behind me. Don't move. Uh, okay. You hear you hear some, you hear her moving. You, there, hear, you hear the rustle of her. Well, I mean, she has to get behind me, I guess, but. So you hear the rustle of her dress as she moves behind you. And the the lion continues to lock eyes with you for a few more seconds that that probably seem to stretch stretch into minutes 
and it's holding it's holding perfectly still except for its tail lazily swishing the air behind it and then before you can do anything else the lion flinches its muscles suddenly go rigid with tension and at the same moment behind you you hear emma scream ah! i turn around and see what's there you turn around and you now see a sight even more surprising than the mountain lion staring at you it's too you're you're not even sure how to describe them or, or or how to identify them at first they appear to be vaguely humanoid but they appear to be made out of rotting wood that had been collecting in the in the banks of the stream but they are there's two of them and both of them are have their twisted wooden claws tightly clutching Emma's arms and legs, and she's thrashing and struggling in her grip in their grip, and is unable to break free. I'm gonna attack these fools. Okay, then let's roll initiative. Boom, seventeen. Nice. Okay. Um. Yeah. You. You are first. You go first. All right, so I so they're both just clawed onto Emma. I am going to just so I have two. So I'm I'm just doing two weapon you, fighting with my you, short swords. You know, actually, before before you tell me before you attack, do a make a make a well. Yeah, no, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me to make like a perception check or like a? I, well, I, no, I, you know, I, I was, but it's, but it's, it's up to Reese. Like, I mean, he's got so he's got the mountain lion at his back. He's got these two gnarly, rotten wooden humanoids that are are holding. They're holding Emma. They're holding her like like they're gonna like like kidnappers, like hostages. Though they're not like clawing into her. They've got yeah. her like restrained. So is is Reese is Reese like oh damsel in distress I must charge in or is he like oh my god this situation just got really complicated and is he looking around Yeah I guess Reese is like cuz it sounded like you were hesitating about what you were going to do so I'm like if you're trying to evaluate the situation Well yeah I, I think I I think it is a little bit like if they're if they kind of have grabbed her and they're not trying to like harm her right away I'm trying to like yeah, like assess what's going on. Like I the the mountain lion twitched, so that's worrying me a little bit. But like I'm also like, what? <laughs> Who the hell are you guys? <laughs> like okay, and I suppose like are there are there guys like flanking me or like are there more? Okay, so you do a quick spin around, and the the mountain lion has taken off. The mountain lion apparently wants none of this. Um, you see it. You see it moving farther off into the into the woods, away from like towards towards the river. But you also see another creature that looks a little bit different than the other two, who is moving towards you from from up the creek, from up the stream. How do, how does he look different? Uh, so the other ones are the other ones are like. They look like they're made of like mildewed, moldy, kind of like half rotting, like driftwood type stuff. Uh, this this other one is quite a bit taller. It's it's actually about as tall as you, rather than being only you know three or four feet tall. And it almost looks like a like a living collection of 
pine tree branches. Crazy. Yeah. Super horrifying. Also something that you've never seen in any woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I it's it's tough. Like I I think like if how far away is that one? Uh that one is 30 feet away from you. Okay. I I'm going to try to like knock the I didn't realize these things were like three feet tall. I'm gonna try to like kick these things off off of Emma and try to like grab her away. Okay. Uh without I mean I'm trying not to like turn my back to the to the other guy either. Okay. So you wanna try to like grab Emma, kick one of them and and wrestle her away? Yeah. Okay. Uh are you are you kicking for damage or kicking for leverage? I would say, yeah, I would say I'm, it's more like a grapple wrestle kind of thing. Okay, then let's make a uh, let's make a strength check. Okay, plus three, twenty. Not a natural twenty. Seventeen plus three. Okay, you. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you you are able to. Well, yes, you are able to. Let's <laughs> let's see, sir. Gonna get real lucky. No, yeah, yeah, no, they they have they have negative two. As a modifier for their strength, they're not that strong. <laughs> so yeah, you, you're able to you're able to rip Emma out of out of their grip with the the sound of tearing fabric fabric and and snapping twigs. Um, and yeah, she stumbles. Well, if you're going to hold on to her, then you can keep her up. Otherwise, she's going to stumble away from them and and probably fall onto the onto the ground. Well, I was going to try to push her and say, "Run, <laughs> run back to town." Okay. You okay? So she she runs. Well, she she's then you you push her. She moves and then or she she fumbles. She stumbles for a few steps and then and then face plants basically. So we'll see we'll see if she gets up or oh not. God. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to be a woods woman in a dress. <laughs> plus yeah, you need some plus you know like something, I don't know. you know the the boys get to learn hunting and fishing it's you know it's the closest thing that anybody gets to playing in in auspice uh, but the <laughs> girls the girls don't get that privilege so she's she's not the most not the most <laughs> agile um uh yeah the the two small ones are actually going to go after her um, they are, yeah, and they have, they have enough speed to get over there. Um, but one of them will provoke an attack of opportunity as it moves past you. They seem to be like locked onto her and they're basically ignoring you. Well then I'm going to use that attack of opportunity. Do it. Do it. Okay. Actually, do you have a weapon out? Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a two. <laughs> well yeah i was gonna say so I'll give you, i guess yeah, i just wrestled away i, I, you, I just give you like dis- trying, disadvantage on your attack anyway so you can, you can roll again to, if you want take a lower one thanks so yeah okay so so you I'm you pull trying to pull my short sword out or my short swords out and and hit this guy all right but obviously failed miserably <laughs> All right, so you're 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 fumbling with your short swords and uh, unable to get them out in time to to snag to to strike at either of these two, which move over and effectively pin Emma down to the ground where she had stumbled. And then, what's your armor class? Uh, have it fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, okay. You're wearing leather armor. Yes. Okay. So. 
So you don't you don't take damage, Wait. but you, Wait, hold on. Or whatever kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, so you don't you don't take damage, but you you feel a tug on your shoulder, and you know a, you see a, a blur of something green shoot towards you from the the coniferous one, the the pine tree one, and and like apparently it can shoot like razor sharp pine needles, and it like it scores your leather but doesn't pierce through, but it but it definitely has the potential to. Um, yeah, and it's back to your turn. Okay, so I am going to, I'm gonna go attack this thing then, because he, it's, it's trying to hurt me, and it clearly is more dangerous. These other little toadstools or whatever are just <laughs> like, <laughs> are just pinning Emma to the ground. So I'm gonna go full on and t- try to attack this guy. Okay. <clears throat> see if I can do better than a two. Ah, 17 plus 5, 22. That'll do it. So I have two weapon fighting. It says when you take the attack action and attack with a white light melee weapon. So I I think I'm dual wielding short swords because I don't have a shield. Okay, two. So I guess I get two. Is it just two? Oh, oh, okay. It says you don't add the ability modifier to the damage of the bonus attack of the second one. Yeah, of the second attack. So you get to so you get to attack. Sorry, you get to attack twice. Um, but you only add your dexterity bonus, your dexterity modifier, your plus three to the first one. Right. Okay, so I got five damage for the first one. And then do I roll the d20 again for the second attack? It's like Yeah, a, it's a separate attack. Okay, so, so this so you one could I got. Attack, you could attack one thing with your first one and a second thing got with it. your second one. So 18 for my second attack. Does that hit? That does. Okay, and I got three so five plus right, three, eight. So you do eight damage to the the needle blight, just so that we can call it what it actually Sweet. is. Sweet. Um, yeah. So you you definitely score it and do some do some damage, and it's it's leaking the resinous equivalent of of blood from where you you hacked it. In fact, you took you took one of its one of its appendages, one of its arms off it. What would be the forearm if it was actually a person? Um, Sick. The twig blights are behind you now, so you can't see them, but you hear you hear struggling and rustling behind you. Um, and the needle blight is going to strike at you with its claws. And it rolled a natural one. So <laughs> it, it swings at you with the with the appendage that you chopped off. And falls about four inches short from striking your face. <laughs> <laughs> Just like whiff. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Top of the order. It's your turn again. All right. I'm just going to attack this thing again. I'm, tr- I'm trying to take it down. Cool. Because it's freaky as hell. All right. 21. Well, that'll do it. <clears throat> oh, good rolls, man. Yeah. All right. And then roll this. So first one is eight damage. Second attack is another sixteen. Oh man, another twenty-one. You crushed. You you killed it with the first attack, actually. <laughs> just like both both swords, just like yeah. Boom. You you fillet this thing. You fillet this thing right open with your with your short swords, and it crumples lifelessly to the ground. Um, and next is the twig blights, and they seeing what you're capable of with the 
Needle Blight are finally going to release Emma and turn their attention to you. Um, but they are not terribly fast on their stumpy little twig blight legs. <laughs> so yeah, you you look up you look up from your fight um, with the with the Needle Blight to to see these two charging at you. They're about they're about ten feet away from you when they when you get your action again. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm just gonna. I mean, there's not a whole lot else I could do. I'm not going to shoot him with a bow. I'm just going to, yeah, try to take out both, well, both of them if I can. I'm just going to go rush him and okay. attack. Got a 22 on the first one. <laughs> that'll hit. And for four damage. Okay, that'll take it out. And then, so just like, boom, sword to the one. Another 22. This thing is crazy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I'm just clicking roll a bunch of times. It's definitely giving me some low numbers, too. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, 22 hits, and my damage is two. You're channeling Travis over there. <laughs> okay, yeah. two. One of, them, one of them is still alive to strike back at you, uh, which right. he does with his, with his gnarly claws, and he rolls a nat 20. Ouch. Finally doing some damage to you. Uh, he tears his claws into you for... Four points of damage. Owie. Ouch, that hurt. <laughs> you little punk. <laughs> I think at this point, like, Reese, like, the like the adrenaline is just flowing. Because, like, I don't know what the heck these things are. Like, these, like, monstrosities. Like, I'm just trying to, like, fight for my life. Because it's clearly stuff has gone south real fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to attack this thing again. Okay. And I got a 21. Okay. With... Seven damage. <laughs> that'll that'll I think that's do, gonna it. do it. Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah. So you strike hard with your short sword and just about shatter this this one with the with the blow. Um, and yeah, is there anything else around and anything else coming or you you look around uh, after after striking them? The the last of these weird unnatural creatures falls lifelessly at your feet. Um, and yeah, no, the there there doesn't appear to be anything else. The the mountain lion seems to be long gone, and the kind of malevolent presence of these creatures seems to be banished. And the woods are peaceful again. Um, and and you feel, I mean, you you've been scared before. You know, there was there was the time you know when you were working on the thatching and and you lost your footing and almost fell. Like you know what an adrenaline rush feels like. But with with defeating these creatures, you you feel almost a, another kind of rush, like a, like an extra dose of life is is flooding through your body. Your your senses feel sharp. Your heart's thumping against your ribs. Um, even even through the sound of of your own blood rushing through your ears, you're aware of the sound of your own breathing, heavy but exultant. The the sound of Emma's short gaspy breaths. Um, the panic is clearly not, uh, not yet left her system. You can feel, you know, she, she stands up and, and comes to you and, and clutches onto your arm and you can feel her pulse competing with yours through her fingers and you can smell the fear on her skin. And even the, you know, far vague hint of wood smoke in the air. So I say to Emma, like, Emma, are you okay? I, are you, are you hurt? I don't, I don't, I, th- I think I'm, o- I think I'm okay. Um, 
And she looks she looks basically unharmed. Um, she's looking a little worse for wear. Uh, the twisted wooden claws tore her dress and scratched her skin, but nothing is you know bleeding profusely. Uh, several tatters of her dress are streaming behind her now, like little pennants. And she's she's you know clutching your arm with with one hand and clutching the ends of her scarf close to her chest with her other hand. Um, and the little light of adventure that was shining in her eyes when she set off with you to pick mushrooms this morning is <laughs> not not quite so bright. Um, Welcome to the real world. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and her, her eyes are just, like, darting furtively around <laughs> around the woods. Come on, we need to get back to town. Uh, yeah, okay. Like we're Yeah, we're, like, beelining it back. Like, forget the traps, forget the mushrooms. Perfect. We're getting out of here. Okay, um... So as as you walk, uh, you're you're walking back. You're already several 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 hours out. As as you head back, um, the morning is starting to turn to afternoon. Um, but an impatient evening seems to be trying to push the sun out of the sky extra early as the sky turns turns hazy. Um, and after you're you're only on the road for or only on the on the trail for about twenty minutes, and a, a deer bolts out of the underbrush a few paces ahead of you. Um, Emma jumps again and clutches your arm like she's about to have a heart attack at this sudden movement. Oh, <laughs> Lord, save me. I thought it was another monster. I pull, I'm, I'm, so I'm going to pull out my longbow. I like, it's, it's too tempting to try to like, try to like salvage something from this like crazy day. I'm going to try to shoot the deer. Is that, can I do that? Uh, yeah, y- you look up, you can take a sight at it. It's, it's going to be with disadvantage because the, the deer was already like, like it went through the underbrush, but it wasn't in the underbrush and jumped up. It ran, it was already running. So it's like a shot at a moving target that's moving full speed between trees. So if you want to take a shot at it with disadvantage, absolutely go for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for it. Okay. That was a 15 plus five is 20 and a 18 plus five is 23. So twenty. Uh, is that your? That was your lowest roll. Yeah. Yeah, that should should hit it. Uh, All right. Yeah, armor class is thirteen. So yes, indeed, it does. Okay, so it's one d eight plus three, so it's eight damage. Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive, if I may say so, Reese. You you sight <laughs> on the deer, even as it's like bolting full speed through the forest, and put the arrow like right behind that front leg where you know it's going to hit either either lung or heart and it appears to hit the heart cuz it drops the it drops the deer almost in its tracks. I kind of like stand there dumb dumbfounded for a second cuz it was kind of automatic because I was, you know, it's like, oh, a deer, like this is great, like food pelt, like I you know, it, it was almost sort of like instinctual and I just did it and now I'm Sort of taking a step back and be like, "What the hell am I gonna do with this deer?" We're like trying to haul haul butt back to town, but uh, yeah, I guess I go, I go get it. Is I can I can I? Is that something you could drag back? They're heavy, right? They they are pretty heavy, but I mean, you're a you're a strapper. I think normally normally what you would do is you would field dress it, so you would. Not not skin it, but you would at least like remove all of the the guts and intestines and and stuff like that that you wouldn't use anyways. Um, that way, you're not hauling any more than than you need to. At least drops a few pounds off of it, and you're just hauling back the the useful part of the carcass. Yeah. Well, I started to look at Emma and go like, "Well, shoot, 
I don't, I'm not sure we're going to be able to carry this thing back, but we ought to try. It's, it's good meat and good, and a good pelt. Uh, I don't know. They call that a pelt. Sure. I guess so. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're the expert. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Okay. Okay. Whatever you say, Reese. (laughs) Um, All right. We're going to try to take it back. Okay, are you gonna try to are you gonna field dress it first, or are you just gonna sling it over based, your shoulders and based on how based on how far the sun has is coming down, does it look like I have time to do that oh. and still get back to town? You you have time. You 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 look up at the sky and and the yeah the sky is now a blanket of gray. It's not that the day is getting that late. It's just it's just starting to cloud over. You can actually you know as you as you as you scan around you, the forest is particularly quiet. You can still smell the wood smoke in the air. In fact, it's it's almost it's it's a lot stronger now. It's almost strong enough to burn your nose. Does it smell like something's on fire? It does. <laughs> and then suddenly, you know, it is strong enough to burn your nose. It is burning your nose and your lungs as well. And Emma starts to cough and a like a like embankment of smoke sweeps across the across the path where you are and you hear the crackle of a fire and to emma i my eyes shoot open kind of and i say oh no now i know why that deer was running we she need says, to go <laughs> reese <laughs> so run the the fire is between you and the village so where oh, are you man. gonna go so it's like it it so we have to like run back the uh, so I so I'm I'm going to run the same direction that the deer was running. Deer was running towards the river. Yeah, so that's where I'm going. Okay. So you you grab you grab Emma and Yeah, we're just trying to get out of the way of this fire. Fire bad. <laughs> cool. Okay. So yeah, so you you take off you you take off towards away from away from the village towards the uh towards the river um and yeah as as you're as you're running it's it's hard to run because of because of the smoke but the like for whatever reason it feels like the the fire is bringing its own wind with it as it as it pushes the the flames and the heat you know hot on your guys's heels so to speak but you are able to make it to the river, which poses its own problem for you. Uh, with all of the recent rains, the river has swelled up to almost overloading its banks. It's moving. So we can't just like plop into it and like hang out from the fire. If you if you go into that river, you're gonna go for a little bit of a ride. Hmm. Is there is there so is the fire coming like is it like parallel to the river like is it clearly gonna like come and like so if if the you could try to run along so it's it's not yeah yeah, they're not like completely parallel like you're not trapped in by the fire yet but it's you know if if the fire if the if the river's going east west the fire is spreading like northeast and so it's it's pushing you. It would be pushing you to the east, so you could you could try to run along the river, but the fire is moving pretty quick. I mean, it's it's actually probably pretty hard to tell how the fire is moving, but it's getting hot. Yeah, 
Well, it seems like, I, I mean, we're going to try to run along the river as long as we can, but I think after, if it gets close, we're just going to have to go in. Okay. So you, you, so you do, you run, you run along the river as, as much as you can with, you know, ash and embers raining down around you and, you know, choking on the, choking on the, on the smoke. Um, but eventually, you know, whatever quirk of, of the growth or the grade of the ground or the forest, um, the flames somehow got ahead of you as well. And you are quite trapped and you have nowhere to go but into the water. Emma, can you swim? Uh, I suppose if I have to. Okay, you have to. Let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we and we plunge in. We're we're tr- we're gonna try to make it to the other side, even though we'll get swept down quite a ways. Okay, so you you jump in the river, thinking, okay, I'll we'll you know break for the other side, and it's I, you can. And it's like immediately thoughts of getting to the other side are supplanted by thoughts of staying on the surface because the the river is just, it's rushing, rushing, rushing. Um, the positive side to that is it's it only takes you a few seconds to get past the, the part of the forest that was ahead of you that was on fire before you are outpacing the fire. Go ahead and... Uh, make a swim check or do you want to, do you want to try to strike out for the, the far bank still, even when you're past the, um, no, I think uh, realizing that we're past the flames, it's like, Oh, it's just easier to get back on this side of the river. Like with, as long as it's like, you know, plenty of distance. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's no swim in D and D fifth edition. It's just an athletics. No. (laughs) Yeah. It's athletics. I think. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead and make an athletics check. All right, 14 plus 3 is 17. Okay. You are you are able to get close to the shore. Um yeah, I mean you're able you're able to get to the get to the the, the shore. Um make a strength check to try to like grab onto so so, so you have to swim to the shore, but then there's like actually like getting out of the, you know, it's not it's not like nice rocky rocky beach for you to just like climb out on it's it's pretty pretty steep embankment so you're gonna have to grab like a a tree root or a branch or a boulder or something to be able to actually pull yourself out of the water too so we're gonna need a a strength check for that okay 17 plus 3 is 20 nail it yeah so did you you grab a tree or a, a rock or what yeah i guess there's yeah i think there's probably some tree branches sticking out I just grab onto one of those. So what? What's Emma doing at this point? So you grab a tree branch and you're you're able to do like a pull up to get like your torso onto it so that you're not fighting the full drag of the water anymore. And Emma looks like she's about she's she's trying to swim to the same shore that that you reached. But the even if she was a good swimmer, that dress that she's wearing is totally bogging her down. And she is shooting out farther into the woods. Emma, swim to the shore. <laughs> she's, she does not. She does not have the breath to respond. But she's trying. She's trying. Uh, she's yeah. She's she's making progress slowly but surely. But it looks like it's going to be you know at least a a little ways farther up the river before she's going to be able to make it. And she's going to be far out of sight by the time that happens. So I so I'm. I think I'm going to try to 
I'm trying to decide whether to run down the shore after her or like jump back in. Seems a little scary to jump back in. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to try to run down the shore and try to keep up with her, like hoping that she that she can get to the shore. Okay. Or, or grab onto something. Okay, so you are booking it along along the side of the the river and she you know, you see her from from time to time through the trees and each time she's she's closer to the shore, but she's farther away from you. She's <laughs> the the river is clearly moving faster than than you're able to run, especially with all the all the well even even for you, who's so nimbly able to navigate the the dense underbrush of the forest, it's still it's it's still uh, too much for you to be able to to keep up with her. You can you can hear her struggles and her gasps gasps from time to time, um, but it, it's uh, she makes it about half a mile farther down the river before. Well, let me put it this way. You run about half a mile along the river before she is, she's almost to the shore last time you saw her, but you've, you've lost sight of her. And as you continue running, um, it occurs to you that you have definitely left behind the parts of the forest that you're familiar with. Are you going to just keep going? Are you thinking about it? You're not worried about it? Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I'm worried about it, but I got it. I, I'm sort of in this now and I cannot just like let Emma be swept away because she's from my village. I mean, you can't just okay. let her die. So I'm running. Cool. Okay. Running. So you, you run for probably another, another quarter of a mile to, uh, uh, after, after Emma and the river, thankfully finally, um, like broadens into a slower moving, almost, it almost seems to be, like turned like spread out into a into a bog like it would almost almost make you think of like a, a delta if you didn't know that the the coast was farther away than this and sure enough when when the river slowed down Emma was able to get to a shallow enough part that she was able to to climb out um, so now she's lying in this just like really really muddy. So, so, so the river, the river almost fed into like this swampland, and she's lying in this, this like, I don't know, like a little valley of mud, basically. But there she is; she's still breathing, and she's got a like wicked knot on her head from where she hit a branch or a rock or a. a I'm gonna, so I'm gonna help her out. She is conscious. Is she, she's conscious. She's, she looks a little dazed, but she's still okay. Yeah, and kind of yeah, just yeah. like lying it, lying <laughs> in the mud. She's just like gasping. She's just like. <sighs> You know, like I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of go up to her and kneel, kneel next to her. I try, kind of like try to drag her. Maybe if there's somewhere I can get her, like sort of out of the mud and onto like solid ground, or at least something like that. Kind of like Emma, are you are you okay? Or you look hurt. Your head. I'm. I, I I hit. I'm just a little. I'm a little woozy, but I think I'm gonna be okay. God, that. That fire? Do you do you think the fire oh, took God, out the village? We need to we need to get back there. We need to make our way back. Listen, Emma, yeah, are, just, are you okay to walk? Just just give me a minute to to let my head stop spinning. So we'll just think. I don't know. I guess we'll just like hang out there for a second. I what? So I I'm gonna look around. I mean, is there anything like like other than like there's a bog? We're kind of at the edge of the forest. 
there's I don't know no alligators or anything. Um, right there. You, you don't see any. You don't see any alligators. No. Um. You know now that now that you mention it, now that you've taken a chance to look around, there are signs of some kind of creature activity in the area. Um. It doesn't. It doesn't look like alligators, but there's um. It, it actually almost there. There's there's what appears to be a basket, like a like a basket with a with a hole in it that's been discarded. Um, like like woven with with reeds on on the side of the embankment, which you know your the villagers don't weave baskets. Do I know anybody who does weave baskets already? I mean, I mean, just, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be like un, unheard of. Um, actually, I suppose maybe baskets are used for you know collecting. You know, Emma had a basket, but this is not a basket. Let me let me start over. This is not the type of baskets that the villagers weave. <laughs> It's, it's a, it, it looks like it's made from a different type of plant and it's a much, it's a much looser, um, like a much looser weave to it. Like it almost could have been like half basket, half fishing net or something. Mm. So are, are there, and you said there's like signs of animal activity. Can I find like prints or anything that um, I can identify? So you look, there's, there's, there's lots of prints. Um, you see, you see marking, well, make a, make a, what do they call it? Survival check. Yeah. Okay. If it's over twenty, so, I don't believe you. Sorry, I'm... <laughs> it well. Okay, I rolled a thirteen, and then my wisdom is plus, plus two. Should oh, be plus and then four plus two. Your... My proficiency, yeah, right. Plus four. Okay, okay. yeah. So yeah, um, seventeen. So you see uh, one one red flag as you're as you're scouting around. You see the um, scrapings or the uh, the markings of a what appears to be a constrictor snake like a boa constrictor. Um, and it definitely looks like if, if you're reading it right, it could be large enough to be a threat if it's, if it's in the area and you see, you see other, other tracks too, that you don't recognize. Um, they, they appear to be, it appears to be some creature that's bipedal, but has finned feet with some kind of claws with with like claws for on their on their toes yeah freaky so yeah so i i think like for me and emma we need to try to get back to town we're like miles and miles away and like beyond the river or the area that we should be as soon as she's kind of ready to go i'm like emma let's we need to go back to town i don't think okay. it's safe to okay. stay out I'm, here i'm ready and as you you get up and you start to move. You hear a you hear a noise that sounds like something. It sounds almost like language, but it's 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 not a language that you recognize. It's it's kind of this like croaking gibberish. And you look up, and there's a creature that you've not seen before. It appears to be some kind of half person, half fish or half frog it stands it stands some height uh yeah it's it's about it's about five feet tall it's it's wearing like just like a slime covered loincloth but it has a a spear in one hand it's carrying a, a net across its back and it also has a shield on its other hand. And it it's so, garbling something at you in this croaky 
language that you don't understand. It, is it you a know what? It's, like, it's not a murloc, but it looks like a murloc. <laughs> it basically looks like a murloc. I had to Google that to remember what it was called. 